What a game. What a game. So we just all all four of us have just finished watching literally like not even like five minutes ago. Just finished watching the Super Bowl between the L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And my oh my, what a game. My name is Rahan Perez. I'm your host of Quarantino. Um, we just want to go over what happened today in the Super Bowl. That is our plan for today. Um, we have not much else we want to talk about, frankly, because that is that is the biggest. It is the biggest game. It's the biggest event of the week. And uh, before we get to that, we want to welcome back Zane from his trip from Barbados. How's it going? Yo, 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 man. I, I miss Barbados. You know, it was 28 <laughs> degrees every day. Beaches. Uh, you come back to Canadian. And then oh coming God, back you... to like minus 20. Man. Oh, <laughs> minus 20. Have to shovel snow. Yep, uh, yep, icy yep. roads. Icy sidewalks. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, did you have fun there? It was good. It was a lot of, it was great, man. I mean, as I said, 28 degrees every day, low of 23. You have the sun, you have great beaches. It's just, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so last week, uh, and I wish, like, I wish we could have had you for that podcast because we just, we were just going on, uh, on about uh, Tom Brady since he announced his retirement. And I know you didn't get a chance to, speak last episode i just want to get quickly get your thoughts on uh on what you feel about it what your favorite brady moment was greatest of all time i hated the guy but by the end i just (laughs) could not hate him you know so he just he he turned me into a brady fan and i think my favorite moment was probably the the atlanta game man that that comeback was just unbelievable and even better than that actually was the seattle against legion of boom he he torched them apart in the in that super bowl so especially in the second half so i mean i that's the moment i picked too because um well well, the restriction given to me was that um johan and javi picked um the atlanta game and then the rams game where he still came back and then i was i you can't you can't deny the legion of boom because of just how the who the Legion of Boom was, yep, as in yep. like a defensive powerhouse with the with what was it, um, with um, I'm forgetting names, man. It's, it's uh, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. I'll say Cam. I'll say Michael Cam Bennett. Chancellor. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. But that was like that was a powerhouse, and that was and that was like it came down to one drive that could yep. have made the difference. But no matter what, like Brady had to Brady had to score. And so Brady scored. Brady does as Brady does. And just sometimes it's out of his hands. But uh yep. I agree. Um and then quickly I asked these uh I asked Johan and Hadi, um, what do you think he's gonna do next? Do you think he's gonna go into coaching or do you think he's gonna go into broadcasting? I think he comes back for another season. You think he comes back as a player? I think he comes back as a player. I think he's going to miss the game and he, he might just, you know, say one more year. Interesting. Next year or the year after that? What? You think he's coming back next year? Yeah, next year, next year, like this this upcoming year. But uh, but who do you think it's going to be for, though? Is he going to go back to the Patriots? Or is he going to go back no, to his hometown in San Francisco just for one year? 
It could be either, man. I, I don't think it goes back to the Patriots, but it might be the Bucks or or San Francisco. Um, you know, they they might they have Trey Lance. Trey Lance might sit. I think he's ready to start, but he might you know he might just be on the bench for one more year if they get Brady. So that's just my it's a hot take, but maybe I think he he's gonna he might just come back, man. I don't know. I have this feeling. That's an interesting one because. I was reading an article that Gronk said that it's possible he could come back. I just didn't think so. I just didn't think so, but it's it might be a hot take. Like, who's to say we're right about this? We're not. We were by no means any analysts or insiders, but that's an interesting. Hey, I, I would love that. I would love that if that happened. Yeah, at this point with Brady, anything is possible. Yep. Okay. Well, if if he comes back. Everybody heard it here first. I'm going to start tagging everybody on Twitter that Zayd said it first. Zayd called it in his crystal, from his crystal ball that he got in Barbados. Call me Adam Schefter, you know. Adam Schefter. I want to call you uh, the football woge. Um, anyways, let's get into the game. 23-20, a very close affair. And it was so, like, it was so back and forth. Because it was, it started off, Rams were dominating, Cooper Cup, OBJ were, were torching this Bengals defense. And then, you know, Cool Joe, Cool Joe the third, as, as the broadcasters were calling him, was basically, you know, pulling a Brady, pulling a mini Brady, and just kept getting every every first down, you know, kept moving the sticks and then getting the first touchdown and then coming off the second half, getting the lead. And I, I got to say, like, it, it, this is probably one of my favorite, like, Super Bowls to watch. But I'm kind of torn as to how it ended, because as much as I like Joe Burrow, uh, like, as his as, as much as I like him as a person, as I just like the persona he is. I also got to like, I also feel for Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford. Is there a question in there, Rayhan? I was just yeah. seeing what you guys were thinking of that. Like, do you guys, yeah, yeah. what are you, you guys talking about? I, I have to jump in here, Rayhan. I have to get something off my chest. <laughs> Zane, you're Go a smart ahead. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure, do you know sure. what the average household income is in the US? Well, I guess like 40K? I, it's, I think it's something like 60K. Okay. Right. So, where's this leading? Uh, so, 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 let's say you were someone who made three and a half million dollars per year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Pro- probably a pretty smart guy, right? Yeah. Let's say you made three and a half million dollars a year to be the head coach of a football team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, yeah. A second year quarterback. Yeah. I'm gonna assume you're kind of a smart guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and someone who's this smart, so yeah. making this much money on the biggest play of the game in the Super Bowl, third and one. Yeah. You're gonna put it in the hands of Joe Burrow. Are you gonna put it in the hands of Jamar Chase, uh, Boyd, Higgins, or you maybe you want to run and you got a, a runner who ran for 1,200 yards, a runner yeah. who ran for five yards per carry in the Super Bowl named yeah. Joe Mixon. You yeah. Put it in his hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You take your 3.5 million dollar check and you say, you know what? I'm I'm too smart for anyone else. I'm going to give the ball to Samajay Pirine on third and one, let him get stuffed, and then the very next play, <laughs> we're going back to Samajay Pirine on fourth down. It's your fault. I don't know, Zane. A lot of things happen in the okay. game. I, I just, I just, I, 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 
listen, I'm I'm not that smart of a guy. I don't know. I haven't watched that much football, but something <laughs> ab- about this situation feels wrong to me. Maybe you or Rayon or Johan <laughs> can enlighten me on why Samaj P. Ryan gets the ball twice in the biggest two plays of the game. Cooper Cup for the last like five minutes. Every single play, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. <laughs> it's Cooper Cup getting the ball and the refs throwing the flags. That's all that happened on the Rams. But P. Ryan was going to be the senior for the Bengals. So someone please explain to me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let y'all finish. I'm going to let y'all finish. I'm glad we got that unrecorded. <laughs> you know, as, as you just said, I mean, Sean McWay trusted his superstars. Zach Taylor did not trust his superstars. That's what it came down to at the end. Right? Like, like, why are you not throwing to Jamar Chase? I mean, I mean, Jalen Ramsey was getting cooked this whole game, man. He was like, he didn't play a great game. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you don't throw it to Jamar Chase. I, I, did they throw him at, to him even once? On that they did in that drive. So at, the, at, the, be, at the beginning, at the beginning, they threw to him and then they threw to the T. Yeah, but on, the tight on, end. on third and yeah. one? On third and one? But on, not on, yeah, one? in those situations, yeah, he didn't. Samaj P. Ryan? <laughs> 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 you, 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 you gotta you gotta tell me your thoughts man what, what are your thoughts look okay like at least on that fast play on the full down at least in his defense i don't think joe Barr was going for him he was just the only guy he could see getting tackled yeah yeah but but i do share i do share the same like the same worries as you guys because on the rams drive when it was fourth and one, they gave the ball to Coop, to to Cooper Cup to rush it, and he got it. Yep. If anything, I don't know why Joe Mixon wasn't wasn't in the lineup for that second and one, or just third and one. Yeah. I don't know why even just rush it with Chase, just yeah, or even just rush it with Higgins. Heck, rush it with rush it with anyone, <laughs> but they chose P. Ryan for that. I think he could have even. Oh well, he was injured too, so he probably couldn't even rush it himself. Yeah, that well. Um, especially think, against I, yeah. Sam, especially against Aaron Donald, and I think that was the bigger problem too. Is that Donald was stopping everything, and he was going through everyone to get to Chase. So that's the other thing they couldn't run. Even if they had put Joe Mixon on there, or Samaji P Ryan, if he'd been doing any any sort of semi decently. It was hard to get a run there. So I question not who it was given to, but the play itself, because it's a third, it's a third and one, it's a fourth and one. But like, you know, that like time and time again, Aaron Donald has been torching your O-line and has been torching that rush, any rush, any rush offense you had. Because he's just the been Bengals were actually own. The Bengals were actually doing decently running the ball with Joe Mixon. I mean, he's I call him Mr. One Yard. Uh, during this playoffs, but he was actually doing like well, they had to. He was not bad, and you know, Zane, he actually was averaged four point eight yards per carry today. Yeah, yeah, that's That's not bad, man. That's not bad. He he was good today. He was good today. Yeah, and even though it was a third and one, and he was going up against Aaron Donald, I still give Joe Mixon much higher chances to make a play himself just to get that one yard. For sure. So, Majid Piran, you want to hear his box score, Zane? Oh my god! Two yards. Two yards. No, Samaji Piran had the same yards as as all of us on this podcast. Oh, zero. (laughs) Boys, average zero yards per carry. uh, (laughs) Put me in. Throw me in on third and one, Zach Taylor. 
What's the same result? And I'm a lot cheaper. I got I, 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 okay, I gotta get your your guys' thoughts on that that soft holding call, man. That that uh, kind of pissed me off. I mean, look, it, it was, was what, it was a, it was a first and ten or a second and ten. It was no, it was it was it it was first. It was it was third down. Yeah, it was going to be was, four down after that. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see a hold there, man. I thought Logan Wilson just, just. Yeah, it looked on. I don't know what if the refs saw like because when they showed the replay in slow motion, all it looked like, and this is again why I'm just giving maybe uh, I'm playing devil like devil's advocate here, but the way and this this might be going too in depth, but the way his hand was on his back, it just looked like it looked like it was in a grip, which I know which you shouldn't really call on anything unless you see a blatant like jersey pull but yeah. otherwise like that's the only like that's the only reasonable like, the reasonable explanation i can pull together as to why the ref called that a holding yeah. yeah i mean i just think the, the issue is that they weren't refing the game very strictly up until that point you know there were some missed calls there was a missed call I think there was like well, a hold J- on Higgins. Yeah, well, yeah, that one. There was one there, but there was also one like a defensive holding which they missed, uh, like against the Rams before that touchdown. I think it was in the first half, and then obviously mm-hmm. the big seventy-five yarder was a missed call. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, and two minutes left in the game, they called penalties on like four straight plays, and that's just inexcusable to me. Yeah. Because the players, I think, they get into a mindset of okay, this is going to be the kind of game where we can play a little rougher, and we're not going to get the calls. And then for the refs to suddenly change course, I think it's very unfair to the defense. You got to be like, cons- yeah, yeah. You got to be consistent. You got to be consistent with the calls, right? Like, like they were calling one game like in the first half, and then they suddenly just switched. Well, not even the. They suddenly just switched on that last drive. Right. Yeah. They start it calling like, every. Yeah, you guys are right. It seemed like it was it was fairly even keel up until that point that that one call was the turning point and then they called like seven other holds on both sides and i was like what's what's going on it was like it felt like three minutes to pass in a one minute like for in a one minute <laughs> remaining game it was, right? like, was like yeah it was like the floodgates opened that and, one tiki tack call just okay now we can call every single tiki tack that's going to happen after that mm-hmm I have to ask you guys another question. Have you ever seen more dump-offs for zero yards to running back in a game? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Joe Mixon targeted six times. Guess how many catches he had? <laughs> five catches. Guess how many yards Mr. Mixon had on five catches? <laughs> One yard. Damn. Hey, Javi, next time I come up for catch. Javi, next time I come visit you in Boston, I'm bringing a Samuel Perrine Perrine jersey. Samaji Perrine in the streets. I'm throwing hands. I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm throwing hands. <laughs> All right, we 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 don't uh, we don't we, we condone assault. By the way, so we don't we don't condone assault. Nor do we, we have do not, that. We do not nor, condone any actions. Hattie's planning to pull from here on out. Nor are we responsible if he does, because we live far away from him. We can't even stop him if we want. Anyways, to. aside um, from that, what I'm on the Cincinnati Zane. I'm on the Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm gonna find out where he lives. <laughs> All right. Oh, aside Lord. from that, what about that Tyler Boyd drop? That was a big. Um, that was yeah. a big. That was like a big turning point. That was what I wanted to get into. So it seemed like, for a good moment, you know, after. The initial Stafford, 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 OBJ scoring, Cooper Cup uh, 
Cooper Cup catches that the Bengals started kind of matching the intensity um, offensively, at least that, you know, Joe Burrow just, you know, throw throw like a deep ball to to Jamar Chase. And then the offense started rolling. And then and right after the halftime show, like 12 seconds in, I, t- I touched down and they're ahead. And then suddenly it started tapering off. And what do you guys think was the reason for that? Was it more the Rams defense or was it more the play calling or just a just like a rookie decision by a rookie QB? What do you think, Johan? Uh, I would probably say it would I would I would put it most on the play calling because granted this is even though the Bengals were having a great postseason, this was still Zach Taylor's first first postseason as a head coach, even though I know even though he won three straight games, he beat the Titans and the Chiefs on the road. But I think in the end he just he just maybe got a little bit too cute or tried to play sometimes just play a bit more conservative. Because I mean, I think he started playing more conservative after after Joe Barrow kept getting sacked in the second half and putting his QB through that. He just probably decided mm-hmm. just to run the ball more, give P give P Ryan the ball just for zero yard gains. But otherwise it's yeah, I would just attribute it to to poor play calling in the end. Rehan, what did they call Voldemort in Harry Potter? Was it like he who shall <laughs> he, not be named? He who must not be named. He or... must not be named. All right, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> we're imposing that on our boy, Jamar J. P. Ryan, number thirty-two for the Bengals. That's all I want to hear. Number thirty-two. <laughs> he who must not be named. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with Johan's analysis. Yeah, I mean, okay, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking because you know, when we were we were talking over chat, and I just said like the the bad uh, Rams defensive line of of Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and and the uh, who am I missing? Awan Miller. Yeah, Yeah. those guys were like pretty average in the first half. You know, they weren't doing anything big, but in the second half, they just turned it up, man. They 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 went after Joe Burrow, and I think most of their sacks were. In the second half, I believe, right? Yeah, so good chunk of them in the second. Yeah, I think that's sick yeah. So, yeah. so they just figured it out. They probably figured out the scheme, and just just went just went off, you know, on this guy. And that's what I thought. I mean, that that line with that lineup, you should be able to just constantly sack the 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 Cincinnati quarterback because mm-hmm. Cincinnati has one of the worst offensive lines in this game, man. You have a you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, and you don't have a single Pro Bowler on your offensive line. Like that's a that's an issue. You, they got to fix that over this off season. Protect the guy. We don't want another Andrew Luck part two. All right. So I mean, I want to give credit to him because despite that, it seemed like the hits weren't phasing him. Although it shouldn't be happening in in a in a bowl game. You know, like the the event you want to have your QB without any pressure so you can make offensive like passes and everything. In a bowl game, he shouldn't have been hit, getting hit, but even despite that, he's still playing it cool, and I got to give him credit for playing it as well as he could have. Although it it felt more like the more experienced team, the more experienced QB got it done in the end. 
Yeah, and I'm excited. Him. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm excited to see what happens from here on out with Joe. I hope he gets the O-line. I hope he becomes the juggernaut that we all can see he can become. And I hope that his coach can make better calls in, in tight game situations. But I feel like I feel like we saw probably flashes of what Joe could be. And I I just got to give a shout out to Stafford and Cup for that, because that drive made that entire difference. That drive, I was thinking I was I messaged you this, Javi. During that drive, I was like, OK, the like Stafford looks dumped. And then just one like one one play to Cup, another and another and another and the TD. And then it, immediately the, everything like turn on itself and then you know we get the controversial hold call as well and do and do keep in mind that that drive basically started on fourth on a fourth and one inside their own like either mid 20 or 30 yard line and it was done started by cooper cup yep yeah i mean as soon as he got that i said the rams were going to score that drive i just had a feeling they would which they've sort of done at the end of all of their games in the playoffs but man, mm-hmm. what's sad for me is I just don't feel like we got to see Joe Burrow actually play. Like yeah. he had such little time, especially in the second half. I didn't get to see how he operates as a quarterback. Like I, I admire him for standing up to the pressure, not folding, not committing any turnovers, fumbles, anything like that. But I wanted to see him have a little bit of time and you know make some noise. And he was starting to do that in the final drive. And also he got injured, so that doesn't help. But in the final mm-hmm. drive, he was starting to do that. And even the drive before that, the throw to Boyd, I thought was a very good throw that he dropped. And it probably would have been a first down. And who knows where the game would have gone from there. But that last drive, he was making some good throws, made one to Chase. I think he had one to Higgins or Boyd. And then Samaj P. Ryan happened. And that was that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You forgot to call it. He who must not be named. All number 32. <laughs> he who must not be targeted. <laughs> well, I, I gotta, I gotta say this, man. I, I know Rayhan saying he liked Matt Stafford's thing, but I don't think Matt Stafford played well at all. No, man. I thought the defense played very well for the Bengals. Like, I, I feel very like well. Matt, St- Matt Stafford was like meh the entire time, and and the only reason why they even like had a chance was because Cooper Cup just went like Cooper Cup just caught everything that was thrown to him in that it's final man. drive, man. I think that if the Bengals had a good O line, this would have been a blowout. Like, if they had the 49ers O-line from last week, I think yeah. the Bengals would have scored 30 points on them easily. Hmm. If not more. But, yeah, because uh, the, the Rams were not impressive to me this entire year. I mean, they, I know they have the star power, but this defense is not like the Legion of Boom. This defense is not like Denver Broncos uh, that beat Tom Brady. This is not the defense that, you know, I don't know, what, what's, that, that the Giants defense that, that hmm. trashed Tom Brady in the thing. but. I don't know. It's just it didn't feel like a, a juggernaut. No, and, it wasn't a juggernaut. Uh, they faced very weak O lines in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bucks were down two O linemen. They weren't that great against the 49ers, actually. Jimmy G just gagged at the end. And then they faced probably the worst O line in the playoffs in the Bengals. I mean, mm-hmm. it it really in the end it really all depends on how a team's like stars align for them and in this case the Rams stars align just at just the right time for them. I mean, so, as as much as Stafford didn't really impress, he still showed like why he was picked over Jared Goff. 
right? I still think that if they had Goff there, they wouldn't have won this. They wouldn't have gotten the same kind of drives out of out of Jared Goff, out of um, you know, gotten the same production out of Cooper Cup or even out of OBJ. I think Stafford brings a little bit like a more finesse kind of QB, even though he didn't really get to show as much skill. He still had to be able to take his team and get them that key touchdown and everything. And, you know, Joe wasn't able to right now. You could say you could make the argument that it was arguably not the best quarterback performance between the two. It might have been at least it may be like underrated. It may be like underplayed or downplayed a little bit how they um, how they performed. But I still think that you do have to give credit to Stafford for that for that drive that he did with Cooper Cup. Or maybe you give more credit to Cooper Cup than you do to Stafford, but you know, someone had to throw to him and someone had to get the TDs, right? And I don't think Goff would have done it if he had been there. I think I think Matt Stafford deserves at least a little bit of credit for that. He does, Fair but enough. did you did you read, Rehan, that Cooper Cup officially was named Super Bowl MVP? I, I figured he would have gotten it over Matt Stafford. I didn't think Matt. I agree with the sentiment that Matt Stafford was not the MVP. I felt like if for anyone on the Rams, it would have been Cooper Cup. And I thought for a second it might have been OBJ too, just because of how he torched the Bengals at like right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's a quick TD for OBJ. And then he even caught it like they he ripped his hand. He divided the hand, and then he still had it in one hand. I'm like, okay, this is like this feels like classic OBJ returning just to haunt you know the new. The, the cute, uh, the ghosts of uh, great QB's past. I gotta yeah. say two things. All right, the first one is, you know, like the the crazy part for to me about the fourth quarter was like OBJ was out. Literally, no one else on the Rams was catching passes properly. And was Cooper Cup well, like he was one v one right on that touchdown pass? He was. He was completely single yeah, covered. So, so, so yeah. how do you, how does that happen? Okay, so that's the big mistake. Right, like, like, that's the only guy you have to defend on the Rams. No one else is catching mm-hmm. well, and you leave him in single coverage against uh against Eli Apple, I believe. Right, it was <laughs> so. So that that was just I don't know. That's a defensive, huge defensive mistake. But on the other side, do you think Cooper Cup had the greatest wide receiver season ever? Yes, no question. I think I mean, he so. Had the triple like... crown, and he won Super Bowl MVP, and he was. Just ridiculously dominant in all three playoff games. Are you bringing? I'm. I'm going to question you. Like, are, do you think there's a challenger to that to that sentiment? Do you think there's like an argument to be made as to it not it not being Cooper Cup? I mean, if like if I were to play the other side, I would probably still say Megatron because remember he did he did his 1900 yard season in a like in a league where it still wasn't that friendly to the offense. Uh, that's not that true. I mean, that I think that was a historic year. That might have been the year that Matthew Stafford had 40 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. But like, yeah, this but this is just me playing the other side. But otherwise, I would say I would just say like Cooper Cup did have like the greatest season for wide receiver or I mean, any offensive player. Zane, man, we gotta we gotta look at this last drive, starting at fourth and one. You know, Cooper Cup gets the ball, yeah. runs seven yeah. yards. Couple yeah. incomplete passes and Cooper Cup for eight yards. Yeah. Cooper Cup for twenty-two yards. Cooper Cup yeah. for eight yards, and then you have a penalty, you know, drawn by Cooper Cup, defensive holding. Then a touchdown by Cooper Cup gets nullified by penalty, and then another touchdown by Cooper Cup. I mean, he was their whole offense. 
<laughs> in the Super Bowl. He had two touchdowns on the final drive. Well, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's the only guy you had to defend, right? And you still didn't do that. But, uh, but I'm just going to read off his stats here, okay? So he had 178 catches, 2,400 yards, 22 TDs, triple crown, unanimous all-pro, most catches in the single postseason, offensive player of the year, Super Bowl MVP. And he got an MVP vote as well. Damn. And he got an MVP award. That I mean, that might just be the greatest wide receiver season ever, and no one would have predicted that. The greatest white receiver season ever? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah, no, we're not touching that. <laughs> okay, now the oh, podcast I mean, is over, guys. <laughs> we, we love those guys in New England, man. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Specifically Edelman and no one else? Edelman, Wes. Wes Walker. Uh, Rex, uh, Rex Chris Hogan. Hogan. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. <laughs> Rex, Burke Rex said, or Rex Burke. Rex Burke. <laughs> I said it completely different. <laughs> okay. Burke Rex said. That's that's that the player I made in the uh, in the NFL. Be a pro. Um. So, what do you think happens now? Future of both teams. I mean, well, Rams are going to have the best offseason of their entire lives careers, but we also see that Aaron Donald might possibly retire. Well, what does this team, what does the Rams look like offseason, like afterwards? And what do you think happens with the Bengals? Well, I just think the Bengals need to shore up their old line and get at least two competent cornerbacks for their defense. And with mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, I'd say they're pretty much set for the competing for the AFC Championship and even competing for Super Bowls for the next 10 to 15 years, really. They need an O-line, man. And it's very hard to get. I think we have to go in the draft, maybe make some trades. There are a couple of good, like really good offensive linemen in free agency this offseason. So if they can just sign at least one of them, then they're in the right direction. Fair well, let, let me ask you guys an interesting question here, all right? Would you trade Jamar Chase for a top left tackle? No. 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 I would trade Boyd, though, or Higgins. You definitely trade. I would trade number 35. Is it 35 or 32? 32. I would trade number 32, and I'm going to throw in... Uh, Jamar Chase, you can have him. You can have look. Take the whole team. Just please take him. <laughs> also take so so you, but that's something else. So you guys would not like trade uh, Jamar Chase for like the best left tackle in the league. I mean, the thing then then you get into a problem of who does Joe pass to. I'd rather keep that because Jamar is like an outstanding talent. He's gonna he's gonna eventually have the kind of season that Cooper Cup's gonna have, but not not immediately. But down the line, and I, I don't want to give that up for a left tackle. Yeah, right. Man, like he's to be this explosive and this dominant. You can't. He's like Randy Moss. And it's also it's also Joey's like first season, like second season in the NFL. Last year was kind of terrible. Same issues. He didn't have an O line. He got hit a lot, then injured. This season, he took them to the to, to the to the Super Bowl. And it's really hard to get a number one wide receiver. So if you found yours in the draft. He's best friends with your QB. That's even better. And I would and I would like to have that kind of relationship kind of fostered and grown in in, in Cincinnati. And uh, I'd rather I'd rather like 
they rebuild the entire team, start from the ground up, but keep those two and get like a better old line, better or defense, um, kind of grow, kind of grow it with Joe and grow with Joe. Fair, fair grow with Joe. <laughs> well, I'm not sold on Zach Taylor though, man. I just have to say, it's not just the P Ryan thing or the five dump offs to Mixon, which went for zero yards, but last, <laughs> last game as well, I just didn't feel like he was aggressive enough and. Patrick Mahomes' collapse really masked a lot of the, the deficiencies in his play calling in the second half of that game. So yeah, I'm not sold on Zach Taylor, but I'm sure they'll keep him. His record there. without Joe Barrow, if I, if I remember, it was like either 625 and one or 628 and one. And then he got Joe Barrow. And look at his him record now. with Joe Barrow is still a losing record. It's still under 500. No, but. That's but just look at where Joe Burrow took him just to the Super Bowl. The one the one season where he was healthy. Yeah. Well what can we say? Great game. Um congratulations Odell Beckham Jr. Congrats Older Odell Antonio for Brown, his was it know? was it is Odell's second or first? Donald. That's his first, man. First, first, first. 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 Okay. He didn't he didn't okay, yeah, no, no, he came after, right? After he, the, he uh, escaped the hellhole in Cleveland, you know? Yeah, this this was his uh, second postseason run. Second postseason run, gotcha, gotcha. But uh congratulations to the LA Rams, to Matt more specifically Matthew Stafford. Um like all the shit he had to deal with in Detroit. And still had to play like at least like a semi decent QB. Like I, I think any lesser person would have thrown in the towel, but he kept playing with much aplomb. And uh, I gotta give him credit. You know, he got he got he got what he wanted. He became the man in in LA, and uh, he got the job done for them. So he I'm happy for same, him. He has the same number of Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Does Super Aaron Rodgers only have one? Yep. Mm. Oh Lord. Okay. Anyways, but hey, um, I mean, we got uh, Aaron. I think Aaron Donald won a ring as well. So yeah, Aaron Donald won a ring. Von Miller won his second. Time. Von Miller, two two and, Super Bowl rings, and then Jaylen Cooper Ramsey Cup. Cooper Cup to to cap off an amazing season. Not only winning three awards, MVP, but also a Vince Lombardi Trophy. What a season for him! And, 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 I, and I gotta give it to the Rams, like G- GM. I mean, he went out there and got all the aggressive players, man. Like he wanted, he traded for Von Miller, got OBJ. Mm-hmm. You know, just just went for it. I like. I mean, that. that's that's the staple of good teams. You know, when you when you know you got something, when you know you want to make that run, and you make it happen, and you get what you need to help your team succeed, and it did. It paid off well because I don't know, Von Miller definitely helped out quite a bit, at least with. Um, allowing Aaron Do- Aaron Donald to kind of do what he does best, especially in that very critical drive. And you see how it pays off. Sometimes the best offense is a good defense. So yep. let's kind of do a retrospective, a quick retrospective of the season. So what was your favorite moment of this NFL season? Kind of your worst moments, things you want to take mm-hmm. note of, and things you kind of want to see change or you hope you see change with the next year? Well, yeah, well, I guess my best moment was when the Cardinals were 10 and 2, and <laughs> everything oh, just no. went downhill after that. So, oh, uh, that was sad. I... There, were many, there were many low moments after week 12, but the worst moment was definitely the wildcard playoff loss. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. 
going forward, I hope they can build a at least just get maybe an extra piece or two for the O-line to better protect Kylo. They mm-hmm. really need to get many pieces for their run defense. But otherwise, and I guess like what I'm also looking forward to next year is the Super Bowl is going to be in Arizona next year. May. So at Tampa Bay, home Super Bowl one, Rams, home Super Bowl one. Who knows? I'm just I'm loving this optimism, best year. man. Cliff Kingsbury is going to carry you to promised land. <laughs> don't, don't get me started on Kingsbury. Actually, no. He's the first one who's got to go. Fire, <laughs> fire Kingsbury and hire Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, uh, Brian still leaves a job too, guys. Yeah. Brian. yeah. Well, just, just to let you know, uh, Eric Bieniemy might not return to Kansas City next year. Hmm. Really? What are the, what's going on around him? I think he wants probably a more uh he wants to be more involved in play calling because right now everyone thinks like oh Andy Reid's the guy. Mm-hmm. Right? He wants to go to a place where he gets to call the plays and and organize the offense. But, uh, Michael Bidwell, do you hear that? <laughs> so, <laughs> if he listens to any of the Cardinals. Yeah, if he's, any... the, he's the owner of, he's the owner of the Cardinals. If any of ownership of any, any, any NFL teams, GMs or anything, listen to his podcast, or even <laughs> Samuel Lawrence, sorry, 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 he who must not be named listens to his podcast, I'd be so elated right now if any one of them would listen to his podcast and take any of our advice. Or I'll even just take the first one, even if they just listen. I don't care if they take any of our advice, but I'd just be super elated if any one of them hears it. I really want Samuel Brown. I really want number 32 to hear it just because I want to see the reaction. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'll say this. In a way, Samaj P. Ryan, he's kind of like Tom Brady. Because, <laughs> no, listen, listen. I, I think he is. And this is the highest compliment I can give him because sometimes you just got to know when it's time to retire. So. <laughs> <laughs> think of your family, man. Think of your kids. <laughs> God, the guy brings his kids into it. Oh Lord! Uh, Again, okay. I have to stress he, he does not speak for any of us. Yes, yet. he does yes, not speak yes. for the podcast. It's uh, it's many hosts and speakers. He's uh, he's of his own entity, of his own <laughs> enterprise, and his actions are his own. We do not uh, condone whatever behaviors may come <laughs> from Hadi Hating on number thirty-two. I, mean, I, mean, if I, did- I, I just gotta say this. Man. I was looking up his stats right now, and he's he's been in, in the league for six years, and he's a total rushing. The total his total rushing over six years is one thousand one hundred ninety eight yards. Wow! So something like two hundred yards a year. <laughs> and just hold up, hold up. He had in his first year, he had six hundred and three of them. Oh. oh. Oh lord! Oof. Yeah, but you know, it sounds like the type of guy who, in whose hands you want the ball at the end of the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh man, um, Zane, how did you guys have any specific moments you liked in this NFL season, or remember fondly, or even want to just comment about? Listen, man, have you guys seen the movie Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Movie. You know that moment in Rudy when Rudy, you know, they put him on the field. And you're like, damn, this guy worked so hard to be there. 
And it's just a, such a feel-good moment to see someone so unqualified to play football, just on the field, living his dream. That's how I felt when I saw Samaj P. Ryan out there <laughs> on third and one. So that's got to be my moment, man. <laughs> it's just so heartwarming. For a lift. Well, it's good, you're, it's good you're a lawyer because you might just get sued for slander and I don't know what else. Get him off beating up on the guy. Let him, let him lie. Just oh let my him god. Lie. Listen, as much as you want to as much as you want to shit talk saying <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, he <laughs> saved the Bengals O-line from my wrath. I was getting ready to unleash <laughs> and I saw this dude. <laughs> like, it could always be worse. <laughs> um, as much as you want to shit talk him, he's been in like how many Super Bowls have you been in, Tahadi? Listen, man, me and him have the same amount of rush yards in Super Bowls. That's all I want to say. Why does it matter? <laughs> he's still got more appearances in the Super Bowl. Well, oh, I gotta man. say, okay, so so of the the thing I didn't like about the season was that extra game. So that that was pretty pointless. You know, I don't like I don't like the seventh seed. Yeah, the seventh there's a bum team that you know gets blown out and potentially injures a good team. Interesting. So, so Interesting. I, I don't so think you don't like the, the you don't like the format that they went with this year with the uh, the 17 game season is just not it. I mean, I mean, by like the the top seeds were all locked up, right? So they didn't even run. They didn't. A lot of people just didn't even like care about that last game, like the Packers game. Just, no one cared about it. They already had first seed locked up. Hmm. Right. Yeah, and on, so, that, on on that note, like, how many games in the seventh in the eighteenth week are you gonna have, like, Chargers Raiders? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was only, I think, just a isolated case, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it should just go back to a sixteen game season. Yeah, and like Philadelphia Eagles had no business being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I think the seventh seed is fine. It's just if the Saints got the seventh seed, then it would have been better. I think a better matchup. Yeah, might have been a little better. Um, I'm just gonna say one of my things that I hated kind of was the like the momentous shift that happened when a lot of players and teams faced a lot of injuries. Um, specifically when it came to COVID, um, and it kind of like changed a lot of fortunes, and then it kind of. You know, some good teams get hit by the injury bug or the COVID bug, and then they started like steadily declining. <clears throat> and it allowed some other teams to kind of, you know, pick up the pick up the pace. And vice versa. So, you know, that was kind of the one thing I kind of hate uh hated. And more specifically, what uh Rogers was like kind of hiding away from. Because he, in the middle, if I recall correctly, he either he either faked or he lied about his vaccine passports. And instead of coming clean and admitting to it, he could, he just kind of made up. He made statements. He just made up statements of his own, and then and then eventually he had to release like a proper presser with like. But this could really affect like a a lot of teams. It it. From what I remember of our fantasy season, like I remember half my team was gone. Half my fantasy team was gone from from um, from COVID. Yeah. yeah. So I remember it like it also affect it should have at least affected a few teams, if not every team, like at least a few. 
Yeah, it might have. But it was, it's it's hard. There's no there's no like strict answer for it. But it was just something that kind of put a dampener on the season because, you know, imagine your your team is performing well and then injury, 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 um, and you can't even quantify it. It's just COVID, and even if, even though they're feeling okay, they have to quarantine. They can't they can't show up. They have to go into protocol. So that's why basketball changed the rule, and eventually other teams like eventually instituted. A shorter quarantine period to allow them to return quicker even now the nhl is now implementing this mm-hmm. but it definitely put a dampener on the season because it imagine being a fan not being able to see your favorite person play and, and if you need to be competitive imagine they weren't able to play only and it not and it's not because they were injured it's because they had to quarantine so i thought that was kind of my uh my kind of like one fond memory i have of the season is it's only because I had a decent, I had a decent fantasy team, and all of them got the COVID injury. And then the weeks I needed wins, I just couldn't get it off the waiver wire. Yo, Hadi, uh, can you remind me how you did on the fantasy season this year? <laughs> Listen, bro, oh, Lord. <laughs> I just know I had a six-game win streak, and I'll finish number one. And yeah. uh, after that, who knows what happened, bro? Like. Life happens. I had Samaj JP Ryan because I had no one else to pick up. And he actually played pretty decently for like two games. And then he and then he got uh and then he got benched. Samaj JP Ryan. Oh, I did have that. But listen, man, my wide receivers, oh my god. One of them killed someone. <laughs> One of them lost his damn mind. Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> really he's the one, he's the one who should not be named. Oh my god. Like, I don't know what's going on in my wide receiver court. Julio Jones is a fraud. So <laughs> no, really tried me. it was tough. I don't know why. But listen, I took Julio over Cooper Cup. He was literally the next guy picked in the draft. And I took okay, you know what? <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna include me in your fantasy for next season. Yo, join up, man. Join up. We need a new winner this year. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, to, just to let you know, yeah, I've won it three years in a row now. It was for, it was one day to another. It was, it was <laughs> ZK. ZK has been winning. Had a had a win streak two. with it, and now it's ZMP. Yeah. Was it two? I thought it was three. I think it was two. I don't can't remember. I think it was three on the fourth one. Uh, someone else took it. But anyways, <clears throat> what a fascinating game. What a fascinating season. Um, I want to thank you again, Johan, for showing up to the podcast for your Thanks. insight on NFL. Thanks, um, I, I'm just curious. Any other sports you follow that you might want to be interested in coming back to talk about, like basketball or? Yeah, it's uh, pretty much the only other sport I follow is uh, the NBA. So if uh, mm-hmm. if you'd love to have me on for those podcasts, I'd love to be here. Sure, for sure. We'll definitely we'll think about it. Um, NBA season's been depressing though, too, man. I I, I love it for considering <laughs> my team. I love it. My NBA season is amazing, but I imagine <laughs> being an LA fan, it's not been the story the story you wanted written. Um, you, you had, I gotta ask you before before we even end this, but do do you think Kyler is the guy? Deep down, yes, I do. Like there are damn, 
there are things that I don't like about him, and there are still things that I love, and there are things I love about him. Mm-hmm. But the franchise has they drafted him because well, Kingsbury wanted him, and after watching his first season, like I saw the potential, and he's steadily improved every single season. Like the team's record improved, he's improved statistically every season. I like what's there. He just, yeah, like, let, let me just say I have, again, I have concerns about him. But otherwise, yeah, yeah deep down, I believe he's the guy for the Cardinals. Interesting. Would you trade for Joe Burrow right here, right now? Yes. <laughs> oh. <God>. Really? <laughs> man. Okay, well, I look, mean, I think it makes sense. I think Joe kind of showed why he's... Joe, like, yeah, Joe definitely has the intangibles that I've seen, like, from what I've watched, he has the intangibles of of true and true leader that I haven't seen in Kylo yet. I'll just leave it at that. Got Fair it. Enough. Got it. Fair enough. Well, I, I right. just sorry, Rayhan. One more thing. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at Adam Schefter's tweet right now, and oh, he's Lord. saying uh, Van Jefferson's wife Samaria went into labor during the game, and the Rams wide receiver is on the way to hospital. Eric Weddle tore his pec. OBJ hurt his knee. Andrew Whitworth and Aaron Donald are talking retirement. Aaron Donald's talking retirement? Yeah. How, how old is Aaron what? Donald? I thought he was just like at least late 20s, maybe 30, 31. So, so Rams might be very different next year. Well, I don't think, I definitely don't think they're going to be a competing team. And I think that for what it's worth, what they got out of Stafford, Donald, and everything. I'm glad they got the they got the the ring, the championship ring. It's just and like the 2019 Raptors. They went all in on Kawhi. Well, they yeah. went all, that wasn't more so their fault that they had to kind of do the retool or reshift or however you want to call it. It was more so Kawhi kind of left him in the hole and uh, he made his decision and we had to kind of uh, live with what happened. And even still, afterwards, we were still competitive. We weren't the best version of our team but we still were competitive had he been here he definitely would have won a second one and he oh, still yeah. has he still hasn't won one with the la clippers so you know you do the math but uh, yeah, in any case since the boston series was tough that it was tough but we were still in they would have won they would have won quite for sure um with Kawhi for sure i think uh that was also the t- that was also the quarantine series where we also did get unfortunate injuries um and like people not uh, it was like after after we had the whole lockdown and then they brought it in just to do the um the playing tournament and uh and the isolation that was like that was the bubble games right where they had to like uh, quarantine and um where, wherever it was it was like orlando or la or disneyland i don't know i don't even know i don't even remember where that feels like so long it was orlando was it orlando yeah okay but that was then and uh People were talking about that and Siakam became a totally different person and he had to, he literally had to re, he had to like rebuild all those skills and all, and all the muscles he had lost. Cause he, he had been so like, so with, when getting coat with getting COVID, he had to like kind of re, um, re like retrain himself. It was like a whole, uh, it was a whole journal that he, um, not journal or like an article that he written about it or he didn't, or he said in an interview. And he was talking about how like it was so hard for him to even like run or go up and down a court because like his lungs were just it was just hard for him to breathe. And it was the same for a lot of the other Raptors, too. And I felt bad. But like, like, 
you know, there's no fairy tale ending to the sport. We should definitely talk about the NBA on a later episode. Yeah, yeah. For the sake of time, for the sake of time, I just want to say on on what Zane said. No, congratulations to Ben Jefferson and his wife. You know, delivering a beautiful baby boy, and Samaj Piran for delivering a beautiful L. So. <laughs> and the hits keep on coming. Um, usually, I begin our episodes by going over quick hits. I wanted to go straight into the playoffs since it was so fresh on Javi's mind and, and all of our minds too. Um, so, some news from the week: um, Oscar nominees were released. Some interesting choices: Power of the Dog nominated, uh, Don't Look Up nominated. That was actually kind of a big one that people kind of didn't like, um, especially for Best Picture. People were like, there's so many other choices. Why why that movie? That was kind of the controversial pick. Um, we'll talk about our thoughts uh, on it so, uh, on some other episode, maybe next week. Um, Nintendo Direct came out, and people were expecting uh, news about Breath of the Wild, and none of that happened. But Hadi, you saw the Nintendo Direct. What, is there anything? Listen, man, Xenoblade 3. I'm excited. <laughs> Okay, Why is there anything real to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Zeno Xenoblade's a good game series, but like it's it's kind of a it, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. Like I played the first one. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm if I'm inclined to play the second one. I mean it's got some very memorable waifus, man. Very well endowed. Okay, 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 you're definitely not playing this. <laughs> um <laughs> In terms of basketball news, the biggest thing that happened was James Harden for Ben Simmons. So finally, we might see Ben Simmons play in the NBA. Uh, he and might finally win Rookie of the Year. You think uh-huh. You think Ben Simmons yeah. might finally win Rookie yeah. of the Year? Back to back. But, oh, <laughs> sure. It's his season this year. Um, yeah, well, I wanted to mention this because this is why it's an amazing story for me basketball-wise. But uh, Raptors winning seven straight games. I think it was eight straight by the time. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was but they lost last night, eight. didn't they? By they lost one. last night, but it was by one point against the Denver and Nikola Jokic, like completely tore them one. But like they still kept it to, you know, and to one Siakam point. did go off in that game. Yes, too. yes, he yeah. did go off. And you know, there's a stat that I was reading. Um, Friends Siakam are one of two duos to average 325 points and 100 assists in a calendar month. Name me the other two duos if you guys can. Kobe and Shaq? No. LeBron and Wade? No. Stockton and Carl Malone? No, so... Magic and Kareem? You're very close. So Magic Johnson and Norm Nixon? Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen? Wow. Wow. Well, that's why they call him Fred Van Jordan. Fred Van Jordan. And then on top of that... That's what they call him in China. Fred Van Jordan? I mean, his his story, man, this undrafted bet on yourself and he's become Listen, as from soon as he had that kid. I don't know what magic powers he's he's granted him for our entire season that we've had him or for however long we had him. He's always been decent to good. And now he's gone from good to great. And now he's become an all star. Officially. So I love his story from someone who worked, who put in all the work he could. And, you know, even when going undrafted, he never let that get to him. When he had his chance, he made the most of it. 
He won a he won a championship. He was able to become a father. He was able to become an all star. He went from being the player that no one wanted to being the player for our team, um, the guy for us. You know, the guy who scores three hundred and twenty five points and one hundred assists in a calendar month. And I could not be more happy that that's happening for him. I cannot be more ecstatic as a Raptors fan because you know we're we're kind of showing fight for a team that's very young and doesn't really have superstar talent and you know even if we don't like i realistically we're not going to go all the way to the championship but i like the compete in the guys that we have and i like the team that we have <clears throat> and with that said um just quickly do you guys have anything you want to recommend for the week anything you guys have seen anything you guys have read or anything just so that we can close off the show and uh, hopefully I, I someone watched, can. I watched In the Heights on the plane. It was a really good movie, actually. In the Heights. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was actually going to talk about that later, but we'll get into, we'll talk about any of that stuff later. We'll just go recommendations. But interesting musical. Yeah. I would recommend uh, Vox Machina on Prime. If, Vox Machina, okay. Yes, if any of you listening on any of the hosts here, have seen Invincible. It's I get the very same vibes from it, but oh, personally, okay. I like the character. Personally, for me, I like the characters a lot more in Lox Machina. And Ooh, that's a big talk, man. That that's just me. It's my opinion. To not base everything off that. So, but just give it a shot. It's on Prime. They so far they've dropped they dropped three episodes every Thursday. So yeah. It's a good recommendation, man. You know, I only have one. Come on, JP Ryan, please retire. <laughs> but oh my god! In all seriousness, if if that's not going to happen, it's not on the cards. It's not good. Two good movies this weekend: Death on the Nile, mm-hmm. Improvement Over Orient Express. Highly recommend it. And Jennifer Lopez's rom com with Owen Wilson, "Marry Me." Great time, especially on Valentine's Day. So all the couples out there. Go check that out. Okay. Um, as for me, um, I've been watching this YouTube series. Um, it's been kind of one I've been following for a good chunk of a year. It's called The Lockpicking Lawyer, and it's kind of a guilty pleasure for me. It's kind of something I watch as I'm doing work. It's this guy who kind of breaks down each lock and gives them a rating as to how safe they are. And then he kind of shows you how to break it apart with whatever tools, you know, specific lockpicking tools or even without one. if if it's kind of a dainty lock wait, wait, and he wait, even wait, does wait wait well what kind of what kind of bank are you trying to rob Rayon? <laughs> i well he isn't going to vaults right vaults are kind of different than just locks right he's going to like what kind of i don't even know like sometimes sometimes i just like watching the aesthetics of what's going on and hearing him have to talk about it how like how he knows each mechanism and how he kind of explains it to you. It's fascinating. He tells any, and I like it because it kind of gives me an idea of what's a good, what's a safe lock to use. But also I'm also kind of worried because now he just gave away how to break into a lock to everybody, but it's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. The lock picking lawyer, he's on YouTube. You can check out a series. It's just, just something I watch casually. It's such a guilty pleasure for me. Um, My and that's... Ryan, your locks ain't safe, bro. <laughs> watching these videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get that. Oh, Lord. 
<laughs> All right. Whoa. Well, that said, thank you, Zane, Hadi, uh, Johan, guys, for doing this again. And we'll see you boys next week. See you next week, man. Peace out, everybody. Peace out, y'all. See you, everyone.